Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're back listening to Saturday Draft Live, it is a big bumper edition episode this week, so sit back, put your feet up on the couch, make yourself a cup of tea, bit of toast, I don't know, whatever you fancy, and just listen to my soothing voice, I'm your host Jack Graham for today, and you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, go listen to us, we'll be on it, so no reason not to listen, because this is the best show on this network, we've got Twitter, Suplex Retweet, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a community page, we've got a YouTube page, we've got our website, we're all over the shop, so check us out anywhere and everywhere you can, subscribe, tell us what you want to hear, tell us what we're doing shite, tell us what we're doing amazing, just let us know. Unfortunately, I've got a bit of bad news. Mm. Scott McCloud, the mainstay of Saturday Draft Live, cannot be with us today, but we'll be back next week, we we'll be back fighting good. We miss you, Scott, already, from the bottom of my heart. But we're joined, as usual, by another cohort of Saturday Draft Live, David Hockney. Dave, how are we doing? How you doing, Jack? Yeah, it's uh, this uh, situation reminds me of that quote from The Lion King, what Timon said. It's, uh, here's the bottom line. For this week only, our trio is down to two. Dave, do you want to make, do you want to make me cry this episode? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to do here? I don't know. With Scott's absence, I'm feeling a wee bit down now. <laughs> but... Scott's that, such that larger-than-life character, I had to go and get two folk to replace him. First, the man that will be the Rookie of the Year in this season's showdown, because he will be drafted, David Campbell, how are we doing? Well, thank you very much for that plug, Jack. Um, yes, I absolutely will be drafted, and I can't wait for it. And I've decided today to come on and do something I haven't done in a while, and that's actually talk sense. Um, and no talk about <laughs> arse when it comes to the draft. I've been on a campaign of personal ambition for too long. It's time to you know, settle down. I've got my pipe. You know, I've got my cup of Earl Grey, uh, and I'm ready to, you know, see what's happening with these numbers. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, I'm I'm happy you're here, David. It's just lovely to have you on. And uh, our next guest is that he has been labelled the dark horse of this season. And I'm firmly stating right now that I think this man is going to win this season of the draft. Ryan Gallagher, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Jack. And yes, this man is going to win the draft. He has the strongest team going. We've got some big hitters in my team. They've all come to the fore. Um, and just wanted to say um, about Scott's absence. What is Scott doing? Like, what could Scott possibly be doing? <laughs> like, that man does nothing at the best of times, never mind during a national lockdown. So I'm very curious to see what Scott's up to today. I think he's maybe just heard that I was coming on the show and basically, aye, terrified. He's terrified. He's terrified. <laughs> he, can't, he, can't, he can't confront his, uh, one of his top three candidates for winning the, mm. the, the season, so you reckon he's run away. I'm, I'm sure he's just he's like in some sort of contract negotiations for some big prize of, of some sort. I don't know. He's, he's a, a finger in many pies, and I'm sure he's doing very well. But believe that. But pass by the by, we'll leave that to rest, and we'll go on. Talk, we usually do our top three of the week. And... I don't think any of us have any of those in the top three of the week, so I'll just come to you uh, randomly. Dave, mm-hmm. 
Johnny Organo's in third place, nine mm-hmm. points. Featured quite a few times on NXT again. I think that's the second time he's been in the top three of the week back to back. It's been quite a valuable addition for Strack, like we were saying last week. Yeah, that's right. And we said before, Strack changing the captaincy to Johnny Gargano was probably the smartest thing he could have done. And look how it's paid off. You know, Gargano appears multiple times on NXT with the way, and he gets a, a win over Dexter Loomis, which was, uh, you know, it helps booster his rankings. And he's also been announced to be in the Dusty Cup, uh, teaming with Austin Theory. So I expect to see a lot more of him in the coming weeks. And it wouldn't surprise me if he continues to be in the top three uh, going forward for the remainder of the season. Uh, it was a bit of a kind of a sleeper pick, Johnny Organo. I think it's, it's one that maybe a few more eyes might be on for for next season. I think because Ugh. obviously the the, the 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 curse seems to be lifted with Johnny Organo. I think I, when he's not in my team, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's also uh, still maintaining fourth place in the top ten scorers overall this season, and he only just broke into the top ten uh, just last week, I believe. So it's uh, it's it definitely it's. Gargano's come out swinging as a big booster for Strack. I can't argue, can't argue with that, but I'm sure uh, Ryan, one person will be happy in the draft right now that he's finally getting some points. Uh, Quacky will be happy here with Darby Allen with a TNT title defence in AEW Dynamite. He's in nine points as well. Better late than never, isn't it? Well, it's just what um, David Campbell just said there. I had him my team before. And he didn't live up to expectations. So now I think Quacker's got a, quite a decent pick there. Um, just going back to the Johnny Gargano one, though, with, with Strack. Is, am I right in saying that that was a, a second last round pick for yeah. Strack? Yes, yeah. it was. Fourth round. That That is bizarre. That's absolutely bizarre when you think back to that, how long it took Johnny Gargano. I'm putting that down to people forgetting about Johnny Gargano because he should have been drafted much higher up. You see this, that, but- you say that like Johnny I've picked him like twice before for my team right and every time he underperforms um, and I genuinely like I'm not trying to dismiss what anyone's saying here but I wouldn't be the one to touch him next season because I'm going to be afraid that this has just been a really good run for Gargano but you look at him in the context of Strax team if Strax tag team and top two picks on his team have got between them 33 points Johnny Gargano has 47 for the season so that shows you how much like if you get to those lower rounds how lucky you can get and how even lower round picks can you know carry your team for you I think it's pretty it's pretty tough where Gargano I think considering like it's it's, it's well known that he hasn't been able to defend a title and this is like the one season he's been able to do it and that's obviously they're kind of going this direction with him but David is potentially right for next season as well. Like a lot of folk may still have that kind of fear that something shit might happen because it always does. Yeah. For Gargano. I feel a bit for Kwaku and Darby Allen. I think this was something that I thought would have been a really good points getter. And it's he's would would we consider this an underperformance for Kwaku and Darby Allen? Darby Allen's in twenty eight points and he was drafted in the third round. Hmm. He's the, still the 16th overall pick like uh, in the rankings, you know what I mean? So I think it's one of those ones you need to look at points in context of the season. This is quite a short season. So 28 points isn't that bad, especially considering the round he picked him in. If anything, um, you know, I'd, I'd argue that he's overperformed for the round he got picked in, you know? So I, I actually think for where Kwaku's picked him, it's been quite good. I think Kwaku's problem has been 
you know, the rest of his team. Aye, that's, that's absolutely fair enough, but I'll, I'll stick with you here, Stephen. Stephen? Why didn't Stephen? you call me Stephen? Stephen? What? Wow. Wow. Well, the reason that I've got Stephen's name in my head is because his main man, his first round pick, Keith Lee, yeah. is first with 16 points this week. Yeah. Um, and it gives Stephen you know, hope going into the last stretch of the season. I know we'll talk about who we think is going to come out and top, who we think could potentially win the season overall. I think it's extremely close this year, but Stephen played a blinder with Keith Lee. You know, in the absence of Daniel Campbell this year, I think I can only assume he had a multi-season contract on the go uh, with Keith Lee at one point. Um, but Stephen, anyway, picking Keith Lee in the first round was a stroke of genius. Fifth overall ranked, um, and we're seeing that push start to develop more and more as we approach the Rumble, which for him should be a really good omen, because even if he doesn't win, I think eliminations are a plenty for Keith Lee this year. Um, and you know, we know what happens with eliminations. He's going to get lots and lots of points built up for that. Oh, I think this, 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 this could be a good, a good wee final stretch for Stephen, I think. But we'll, kind of, we'll go on to where we usually go to next. It's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the kind of league that you're in. The now yeah. David and Purgatory. You're you're currently sitting eighty two points in Grants on hundred and fourteen watts. You I, you you've said many a times that you only need this like twenty four points between you and uh, Grants or twenty two uh, points. I can't quite mind. I, I mean, at the very least, look, we look at um, this the Rumble, you know, scoring, and I've said this before. Like Grant played a game that was dependent on getting as many points before the Rumble as possible. You know, you look at Grant's team, there's nothing he can do to me on Rumble night, especially with Kofi Kingston being out. His tag team's out of commission. You know, come the, come the Royal Rumble now. You know, um, Kenny Omega starting to dwindle. He won't have many other, you know, title matches uh, before then. Tony Storm, uh, MGF will appear, certainly. But, you know, the rest of these teams, they're not going to make a dent come Rumble night. As with me, right? So I've said from the get-go, I think Bailey's going to win the Rumble. If Bailey appears and wins without getting a single elimination, right, that's 24 points for me. You know, with her as my captain, for every elimination she gets, with her as my captain, I get four more points added onto that. You know, so Dave knows this. Like, look at last season. How many points did Dave Hockney get in Rumble Night? It was an obscene amount. And I'm only referencing these numbers. You know, with you know, I'm talking about Bailey. Like, I could have Carmella in the Rumble picking up one elimination. I could have Braun finally come back, get a couple of eliminations or appearance in the Rumble. Murphy as well. Nia and Shayna if they appear, you know. So all I'm saying is I've known from day one, like people were talking about, I want to draft for NXT War Games, who will be title challengers come TLC. I was always thinking towards the Rumble because I know it's the biggest points getter. It's the biggest points getting pay-per-view in draft history, all right? And I am still confident that if I have even a decent performance come uh, Rumble night and things don't all go according to plan, that I'm still in with a very decent shout of topping Grant. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask the other boys this, Ryan. I'll put you on the spot here right now. Who's winning purgatory, uh, David or Grant? I mean, I thought that Campbell's team was a bit of a shit show to begin with when he when he first drafted this season and then as the weeks went on I thought there's no chance he's winning that however that being said I'm now sitting listening to him speak he speaks very well as we all know but he speaks very well about his team and he put the facts down in front of me right there I think David Campbell's going to win purgatory I think this um, this Bailey factor in the, in the Royal Rumble is going to come 
come good for him. Dave, Dave Hawkman, are you in agreement with uh, Ryan and uh, David Campbell here? Do you think he's going to win purgatory? Well, he certainly puts forward a good argument, to say the least, uh, you know, because we've all our focus has been on, you know, sort of Bailey, obviously being a favourite to win the Rumble. But when he's mentioned, you know, the rest of his team could easily just as carry him up, you know, Braun Strowman could return and we know what he's like in Royal Rumbles. He's actually a very dominant performer. Uh, Murphy might, you know, make an appearance here and there. But if we're if we're under the assumption that Bailey is going to win, which at this stage does look likely, he's going to need that little extra support, you know, to maybe push him over the edge ahead of Grant. And with what he's described there, I think it is entirely possible. So if the GOAT can pull this off, you know what? I mean, fair play to him. He's, uh, he's done a, a strong game with uh, the Rumble in mind. Fair play. So you make it sound like you doubted David Campbell from the very beginning, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I work in risk, okay? I have to assess uh, any and all possible outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll, uh, we'll move on to our, our usual top 10 table from the kind of main league and uh, sitting in last position, even though Darby Allen got nine points, Quackers sitting, sitting lonely down the bottom there, 91 and a half points. But Johnny Gargano's arguably helped strike it away from that bottom position for a wee bit. It's a, uh, eight, eight, nine and a half point gap there, 101 points for him. Derek's 103. I myself, I'm on 107 in seventh place. Ross, 112 in sixth place. What an absolute fall of grace for that man. Yeah. Stephen Wilson, 124 points. Was somebody going to say something about Ross? I was just going to say, at what point do we question whether Ross actually has what it takes to win a draft season? Because he's been he's highly... He's biggest merchant in draft history. Yeah, highly touted year after year after year. We hear the same Ross McLeod story. And every year ends with Ross not picking up the victory. And I'm saying this is a guy I've done shit the last couple of years, but at least I've won the fucking thing before. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I can say what I like. Ah, it's, it's, he's always, he always shoots off the, the mark straight away and he always just kind of falls, falls down a wee bit. It's a, a bit of a shame. I think it's, it's, it's one to question, well, will Ross actually ever win a season? I don't, I don't know, but will Gary ever win a season? He's on 129 and a half points in fourth position. Uh, but Ryan, I'll come to you now because you're in third place, 136 points. I've, I've just came on and started the show and back to you as, the person to win this draft overall. Your team, you've got Young Bucks, Roman Reigns, Ikara Shida, Finn Balor, Santos Escobar, and Dakota Kai. Give us, give us your thoughts on how you see this panning out coming to the end of the season. I mean, it's probably the, the contrast to what David Campbell said there about his team um, scoring big in the Royal Rumble. I can't see many of mine being in the Royal Rumble. You know, you might get a, a wee Dakota Kai appearance in the women's. Um, you know, Escobar, I don't think he'll be in the men's. Finn Balor, don't think he'll be in it. She obviously won't be there near by the Bucks. And Roman Reigns won't be in it. He's obviously got a title match um, against Kevin Owens. I I wasn't sure about this. I put this in the chat earlier on about this this Roman Reigns situation because, and I'll, I'll lay it out because this is what kind of gets me a wee bit worried for this. Um, last year when COVID hit, um, around about March time, Roman Reigns was pulled from um, the WrestleMania card because, well, we assume because of COVID. We assume because he was just in remission from his, his leukaemia um, and he'd be high risk, etc. And he was pulled and he was out for a good while. Now, Stephen Wilson said in the chat that he thinks it may have been a kind of family thing. I don't know. I'm not completely buying it. Um, I think it is it was to do with him being really vulnerable. So where that ties into this is things are getting worse in the world just now. Things are starting to look a bit bleaker 
in terms of COVID, there's a lot more on the rise. I don't know if Roman Reigns is going to take himself out of the firing line for the next couple of months, which may, you know, we've seen when he got pulled from WrestleMania last year, it was totally random. So it was, you know, it was against storylines, etc. So I can't, I'm a bit worried that that may happen again and he might lose to Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble. Now, I don't think... I don't want that to happen. Clearly, don't want it to happen, um, and I hope he doesn't have to do that. But there's a wee niggling doubt in my mind that that might happen, mm. um, which could scupper me a little bit um, because he, even if he takes a couple of months out and comes back at WrestleMania, um, if things get better, you don't know. But he might write yourself off screen for a while, um, particularly with Drew McIntyre getting COVID as well. You know, working in the same building, etc. And I know they're in different bubbles we're on SmackDown, but. Um, overall, you know, if Drew can catch it, anybody can catch it. So I'm not sure. I've got a bit of a worry when it comes to that, when it comes to winning. If, though, if he doesn't and he does go in and win at the Royal Rumble and I pick up enough points over the next couple of weeks, I can definitely see me taking this because um, I've got some, some big hitters I don't see losing matches for, for the next couple of weeks. Dave, I'll come to you. In a, in a minute when we're talking about your team but David Campbell obviously Ryan's just kind of he's hit out a bit of a kind of a niggling worry I, I don't really see it as being a worry I think he'll be he'll be pretty safe what's your thoughts on kind of his team and how he potentially could fare come the end of the season I think Ryan has put himself in a good position drafting this year I think that he drafted perfectly from number two probably the same way that I would have drafted from number two to be honest you look at the Bucks you look at Reigns you look at I think how Karashida was a great pick to pick up there my only concern with Ryan is the one that he's outlined is that you know can he build up enough points before Rumble night you know to secure him that win is something that I'd be concerned about because I, I think I'll lay my cards on the table I think the two main contenders to win the season right now are Stephen and Gary if Keith Lee has a great performance in the Rumble, you know, and wins. It could be games of bogey, but Gary's got Lashley and MVP who will appear at the Rumble. He's got Bray Wyatt, who's rumoured to be in a match against Orton. He's got Rhea Ripley, who is the other bet to win the Women's Rumble. And then he has McIntyre, you know, with a title defence as well. So there's a lot of ifs, buts and maybes going on. But I do think from Ryan's perspective, he really, really needs a good couple of weeks from Roman Reigns here. And I'm not talking appearances because I don't think appearances alone will cut it. I think he needs Reigns to have like a good ma match on SmackDown, potentially a squash against Adam Pearce or something like that, to try and give him that boost before the Rumble night. How, how sad is it that we're not getting that Roman Reigns-Adam Pearce match anymore? Oh, I'm gutted. Mm, I'm well, gutted. I, I know. Uh, well, we're getting Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens on the last man standing. It's hardly as if, you know, we're getting something that, 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 that doesn't, you know, whet the appetite, so to speak. But, you know, it would be nice, Adam Pearce, a journeyman, you know, a guy who's had a stellar career to come in and get that moment, you know what I mean? Obviously, uh, our man that can't be here today, Scott, he's sitting second place, just a point and a half above you, Ryan, 137 and a half points. But, uh, uh, Dave, a bit of a forgotten entity here, so to speak, mm -hmm. in, in these conversations, and you're, you're 20... 28 points ahead here and 158 points. What's, what's your thoughts on how the conversation has just happened? Oh, see, I think I'm just a bit of a placeholder at this stage because looking at my team, uh, you know, they've been absent this week. You know, two very big scorers from Monday Night Raw made no appearance whatsoever. My captain, Asuka, was MIA. Uh, Cedric and Shelton, MIA. Like, only Lashley and MVP from the Heart Business showed up. Uh, Jey Uso, you know, he got multiple appearances on SmackDown but incurred a loss to the... Uh, newly revived Shinsuke Nakamura but 
one thing I would like to say is, see for future seasons, I think anybody that doesn't pick the Dark Order to be a part of their team, any members of the Dark Order, is missing out massively. Because yeah. what I've been looking at in the stats so far is that Anna Jay, who, Ryan, you picked her last season, I believe, and she was actually one of the highest scoring uh, picks uh, of that season. This season, she's just broken into the top 10 at number eight with 35 points. And speaking of two other members of the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver are both sitting on 30 points. They're within one point of breaking the top 10 and tying with Sasha Banks on 31 points, who's Scott's captain. Now, if that doesn't say something about how valuable the Dark Order can be in these drafts, like the, the proof's in the pudding. You know, just look at the, the numbers they're scoring. Yeah, I well, obviously I agree with Dave. I picked John Silver <laughs> for my team, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I picked it with view of the numbers, you know, that his numbers last season were extremely impressive. And look, I've made my, my views on Dark known uh, in the chat. I don't think Dark should be counted um, in an ideal world as part of it, but it is part of the draft, so I'm going to play that game. And the Dark Order's value comes in the fact that a lot of their members appear on both Dark and Dynamite on a weekly basis. They seem to be that act that crosses over between the two, and I think it makes them extremely valuable, and I think it's starting to make Dr. Brick Baker extremely valuable as well, because that seems to be a role that she's been taking up. So, with an eye to next season you know if dark is still in play um you know dark order obviously very valuable hi it's a it's, it's a weird one i was, I was in I, I drafted from last position maybe i should have taken more from the dark order but i'm in the kind of the same camp that dark just shouldn't be counted for points in yeah. this but uh, uh dave you 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 said you find yourself a, a, a placeholder coming in this season but uh Stephen kind of sent us a message just saying that three of the top four, Dave, Scott and Gary, were joint lowest scorers this week. So is that just kind of making you think that you're the placeholder or do you think it's just a wee kind of niggle in your head? Do, do you really realistically see yourself winning this season? It's uh, I think if I do win this season, it's going to be just going to be by the narrowest of margins because all these other guys, as we've mentioned before, they're in a better position for their one of their teams to win the Royal Rumble matches themselves. Whereas I, you know... I think my best hope of winning the Royal Rumble at this stage is probably Jey Uso. And he's my sort of third, he's my fourth highest scorer in my team with 19 points. He had, he did declare his entry on this week's SmackDown, but a lot of the attention seems to be more on Shinsuke Nakamura now. Like maybe he, maybe he not might not win the Rumble, but I think he'll get at least a good showing. And Dave, I, I don't, I wouldn't rule out Jey Uso doing quite well in mm. this because it goes with, the, it goes with this character. It goes with this reinvigorated character that he's got just now, um, you know, I don't think he'll win it at all, but I can see him having quite a, a ruthless streak when he enters and maybe picking up quite a few eliminations mm. um, as mean, soon as he kind of gets in. You do make a good point there, Ryan, because the way the, the draft scoring works for the Royal Rumble is you don't just get points for winning, but you also get the most po- You get points for the most eliminations and for the Ironman performance. Yeah. Now, last, last year, I got a bit lucky because out of all the drafted superstars, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble, got the most eliminations, and was the Iron Man. So that's how I ended up accumulating so many. Uh, same with Charlotte Flair. I believe she was the uh, the Iron Woman of that Rumble, and she uh, she won it. No, she, wa- she wasn't even, quite the Iron don't Woman. Don't even talk to me. She wasn't. <laughs> don't talk to me in that. She wasn't the Iron Woman, but that bitch Bianca <laughs> Belair was outlasting Alexa Bliss. I was fuming. I was absolutely furious because I was still in my shoot that season. I was like, Alexa's going to do it, and then that 
bitch froze her over the roof. I couldn't believe it. It was furious. <laughs> oh, dear. Start hedging your bets for Leon Ruff getting the most amount of elimination and Paul <laughs> Heyman being your Iron Man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Dave Hockney, it's time to break down David Campbell's favourite league, the, the Worcesters League. Mm-hmm. After those bozos. Yeah, and, and you've got to be honest, Jack. A lot of them are actually scoring a lot higher than the goat himself. So, but there's only because one because they get to pick the best at every round, Dave. <laughs> a monkey can do it. Away you go. Well, try saying that to Ryan Dalgleish. He's sitting at the bottom of the table with 74 points in the socially distanced table. A loss for that Sammy. Just, that, that just shows you how hopeless Ryan Dalgleish is. He can't even pick for the easiest league to pick from. <laughs> exactly. like, that just shows exactly. you how useless this guy is. Get, get him out. Get him, get him in. <laughs> he should be, imagine a- being relegated for the listeners league. You know what I mean? That's a wee shame. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan, for what these boys are saying. It's, it's, I, it's, I don't apologise. I don't apologise. You're clearly useless, Ryan. Sorry, <laughs> Uh, a loss for a loss for Sammy Zayn this week doesn't help his cause, and Alexa Bliss, Kaylee Ray, uh, only getting appearance points as do the Street Profits as team captains, so not much in the way of gathering points uh, for this week. Uh, up next, Tom Brock and the Royal Boys with 109 points. Uh, uh, Bianca Belair making an appearance on the new Bailey segment, Ding Dong Hello, uh, which is uh, I imagine oh. that's going to become a regular thing. But you oh, know, wonderful. as we talked about, Bianca. Bianca's a favourite to win the Rumble, so he, he might just pull it off in, in some aspect, you know, get a few points there. And Kevin Owens is now back in the Universal title picture. I don't, I think that's going to be a more of a hindrance than a help, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, up next, Mark Hume, you done goofed with 113 points. Uh, I've actually just noticed now his t- team captain is uh, AJ Styles. Now, I can't remember, did he have Drew last time or has he always had AJ Styles? Am I getting mixed up here? You're getting mixed up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Braun Strowman, his third round pick, has scored absolutely FA this season. So it's uh, that was a bit of a, a bonehead pick from from Mark Hume, and that's brought him. Uh, Sorry, to Mark Hume. The table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals on 124 points. Uh, his captain's Drew, unfortunately, who's now had to isolate because of uh, a COVID diagnosis. But we've said this before on last week's show. Rhea Ripley has also been rumored to be a favourite to win the Royal Rumble, and you know that could possibly boost them up a few points, give them at least a strong showing uh, in the final standings, but I don't think it's enough to to help him win the season by this stage. Uh, moving into third place now, Alan Laurie with no team name given, 132 and a half. Uh, Big Al has uh, Sasha Banks as his team captain. She only made an appearance this week, unfortunately, as did the Street Profits, as did Big E. Uh, Kevin Owens is also on his team now, and uh, he's been shoehorned back to the Universal title match, but Again, it seems to be a bit of a, a quiet week for Alan, and we're not really sure if that's going to pick up at some point. Uh, as you said before, Ryan, Dakota Kai is probably going to make an appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble, but having a strong showing based on last year, I don't think so. So now we come to our top two, and again, the narrowest of margins separates them, one point each, uh, well, one point between them. Colin Blackburn with Colchie's elite team, uh, with Tony Storm, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Dakota Kai, and team captain Drew McIntyre. Unfortunately, isolated due to COVID. It's uh, Randy Orton uh, had uh, multiple appearances this week, you know, going face-to-face with Triple H. So I think that's helped him out immensely in this stage. But top of the table, 173 points. Robert Shaw and the Jesters. Johnny Gargano, as we said, you know, massively 
uh, massive presence on NXT this week, a victory over Dexter Lewis, and that's what's keeping him afloat at the top of the table. So that's the the state of the listeners' league in it at the minute. But as we could said, you know, the the Royal Rumble in the the coming weeks could easily shake things up. So back to you, Jack. So I've got two two bits of like juicy gossip information about uh, next season, future seasons of the draft, and and uh, David Campbell. Seeing as you're such a fan of the listeners of this show and the league, I'll come to you first here. It's been confirmed that from uh, next season, the winner, well, this season even, the winner of the Listeners League is going to participate in the main league with the podcast members. Oh, oh well, when one of them turns out to be a serial killer, um, as I can only imagine the people in the Listeners League would be, um, then don't tell me I didn't warn you. Um, but, you know, it'll be nice of them to come up, get a bit of humble pie, and then have to move back to the Listeners League the next season after that. That'll be that'll be good. You know, that'll give me some pleasure, Jack, so I'm happy about that. Are you, are you personally going to feed them that humble pie? Are you, are you going to make it your mission? Absolutely. I'm going to terrorise them every <laughs> single day they're in the league. It'll be an absolutely wonderful time. It'll, we'll have a party over it. It'll be nice. Yeah. I just find it quite. I find it quite bizarre that that you know I was never consulted about this decision. Um, I, I have a a strong feeling that our league should be um, decisions should be spoken about between everybody. Everyone should have a say in it. Everyone should have a a kind of decision um, in it. And I never had this decision because I would not be letting this happen. My vote would not be going for this. I'm not having weirdos stepping up to the serial killers, right? serial killers, serial killers, and weirdos, mate. Both yeah. of them, right? Oh, wow. I don't want, I don't want any of them involved. So, see if they are going to be in. That's fine. I'm going to make a big stand next season, and I have got big decisions that I need to make ahead of next the next season of this draft. Interesting, very interesting. Dave, obviously you, you you break down the listeners' league every week here on SDL. You're going to be happy to see one of these folk coming up with the main the main league next season. I mean, they they certainly know how to make it work because they're like the Robert and uh, Colin have actually been scoring higher than any of us this season. Obviously, you know they get their the listeners' league section. Obviously, you have to choose from each round uh, as and when we've drafted it, but. You know, it goes to show, you know, they've uh, they've been thinking ahead and they can easily score. But I wonder how they'll be when we put them on the spot and have to pick, you know, in the usual draft process that we always do. I think that will separate, you know, who's who's been reading this draft well and who could possibly, you know, take uh, an ESSR draft win from regular members of the podcast. But they will, because oh, they're all losers. I, I just had an allergic to action, what Dave said there. Oh, fuck uh, <clears throat> they they won't some... win because, as we've said, they can pick. I, I could win. I could have 173 points at Robert Shaw <laughs> if I got to pick all the good people from the draft. But I didn't. <laughs> I had to start picking nobodies in my last round of the draft. Right? I had to pick total nobodies. So no, I'm not having it. I'm not happy. And not it's, happy di- it's different, Dave. Thinking not only do they get the grace of picking in every round, and I'm not putting them off. They can come up and lose. That's absolutely fine. But see that pressure when you have to make a decision in the moment on draft night. That's a completely different beast. That is a completely different beast to doing it just in the comfort of your bed. You know, wanking yourself off to sleep. You know, like it's <laughs> it's a completely different thing, and I can't wait to see them crumble under the pressure. 
to be fair, mate, that's what you've done in this season of the draft anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate, I just need to beat Grant. If I get away with Grant with the way I drafted, it'll be an absolute fucking miracle. I will never let it go. It'll just be proof that whenever I draft Bailey, good things happen. <laughs> <laughs> but the, our, our next piece of news, also we were talking about uh, would the, the, the winner of the list only crumble under the pressure of drafting uh, in the main league next season, but also this has been discussed in the chat and there's an overall positive consensus that the theme for the Rumble to Mania season is a bit different. Obviously, we all draft solo here. It's a big 10-person table. Next season, we're going to be drafted into tag teams, and it's going to be teams of two coming up against each other in the main draft league. And on the fallout show of this season, so after the Royal Rumble, myself, Dave and Scott will be spinning the wheel when tag teams will be drawn randomly from that situation so I swear to god see if I get drafted by Robert Shaw calling Blackbird <laughs> <laughs> so this, this, will be, oh, this will be quite a quite an interesting one I think this adds a bit of a fun dynamic to it uh, Dave what's what's your thoughts on this that we're going to be put to tag teams next season oh I just say where's Teddy Long when you need him uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited because, you know, we like to, to innovate. We like to try new stuff here as part of the ESSR draft. And this will be our first tag team season with uh, hope with uh, some listener part- listener part- participation as well. Okay, God's sake, can't even get the word out. Easy uh, you <laughs> uh, I'd be interested to see, you know, because we could get some very weird combinations uh, of players. You know, you could have some... Some folk that have actually performed very well uh, with some folk who maybe perform not so well. You could have two previous winners tag team with each other. I mean, it's, the possibilities are are pretty mental. And I think, uh, you know, putting their teams together will be just as interesting because, you know, say, are we going to have a Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti situation? Or are we going to have a, an Enzo and Cass situation? Or even could we even have like a, an Usos situation where they're so in sync with each other, they're practically twin brothers. So uh, if, if I had to on the spot here, obviously the teams are going to be determined randomly, but out, out of everyone that's going to be drafting, who, who's, who's your dream draft tag team partner here? Mm. Uh, I would like to... Uh, you know what? I'd, I'm going to say Gary, because the last couple of seasons, he's actually been performing very, very well. He's capitalised on... A, a kind of an unorthodox pick when he picked the heart business as his tag team last season and he's had a very solid performance over the last uh, last couple of seasons and he's been within an arm's reach of winning a season before i think you know with a little with a little bit of his help uh, we could possibly win a season together as a tag team i can actually hear someone's heart breaking right now you're seeing your one gary kernan as your tag team partner Mm-hmm. David Campbell, what's your thoughts on Dave? Arguably, also, I think it's well documented there. Your 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 bromance with uh, Gary Kerrigan. What's what's your thoughts on Dave one him's attack partner? I mean, let's not put a label in my very special relationship with the best-looking man in podcasting, Gary Kernan. But I will, I will say this: I, I'd happily team with Gary, not only because he has a beautiful, beautiful voice, but purely because of the reasons Dave said there. Gary's on the cusp of winning, you know, a draft, and I think maybe the thing that does hold him back and to be critical, maybe of Gary sometimes, is not taking those risks. I don't think. I think the heart business was certainly a risk, but sometimes, you know, when he singles picks, maybe even a bit too safe has cost him. Who knows? Because we could be looking at it in two weeks and he wins the season uh, I think apart from Gary um, who would I like to team up with apart from Gary, I wouldn't mind 
actually now that I think about it teaming up with uh, Stephen Wilson because I think Stephen always performs consistently and he knows how to draft well wherever he is drafted in the order you know what I mean? And he also knows how to ditch other people at points as well. Because hey, well, exactly. You best believe I'll be the guy in Stevens here telling them. Well, you know what? We just give us a couple of extra points this week. You know, I just add a couple of points on. You know, so uh, having access to that power. I would quite enjoy that as well, to be fair. Stephen is a two-time winner of the draft too. So I mean, historical results say he's statistically the best option. Yeah, I would like to team up. I would ideally like to team up with a former champion or someone who's proven themselves. Um, but if not, then I think people who haven't proven themselves in the draft yet, not naming any names, but primarily the listeners league people, need to realise they're going to come in and listen to me because there's a reason that I won the draft <laughs> in the first place, hosted this show for about half a year. I know what I'm talking about, so they just need to accept that if they're going to be teaming with me. Obviously, Ryan, you just pretty much came out and said you don't want to be teamed with the, the one of the listeners league, which I'm I'm sure they probably aren't that bored about having a team with you. But if you had to pick with anyone you want to be with the tag team next season, who are you who are you thinking? Jack, my boy, it does not matter who I get drafted with next season. I'm looking at is this season seven we're on just now? Yes. Of this draft. Yeah. I'm looking at season five. I finished dead last. I'm looking at season six. I finished in sixth position. And then this season, I'm currently sitting at third. One of the favourites to win the thing. It doesn't matter who I get. I'm on the rise every single year. So <laughs> the only people above me just now is um, David and Scott. Do you know what? Give me Scott McLeod. Right? I'll take me and Scott McLeod will wipe the floor with absolutely everybody. Me and my partner and my good decisions, Scott and his ability to draft extremely well, go for it. Give me Scott McLeod next season. Quite frankly, hard that none of you said last season's winner myself. No, I was. That's, I was that's by the by. Jack, that's by. No, no, no. Don't, don't come at me now. Don't, easily TV. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just sit here and uh, keep quiet then. Dave, you care too much about balance for me to team with you. Honestly, if you mention balance in our, our pre draft meetings, I honestly think I just quit the draft. Like, I can't do this. Well, I mean, I have won a past season before, and I'm sitting at uh, the top of the table this season too. So yeah. you can't deny, you know, I'm actually, I know what I'm talking about when you I'm very, doing my, when I'm doing my Dave, Dave, mate, I would have picked you as my opponent, right? Or my, my partner, sorry, in this, if it wasn't for the fact that you downplayed yourself at the start of this very podcast. It, it, it put a bit of doubt into you, which put a bit of doubt into me. Scott McLeod wouldn't have had that doubt about himself. I think you'd be more confident than you this season, and, and I'll take you. If you're more confident going into the next season, I'll take you no bother, son. Oofed. Call somebody a prick, Dave. Come on, do it. Uh, uh, Goat, you suck at drafts, and Ryan, you're a prick. I've won. I've won a draft. I don't care. I, ta- I take it back and all. I can't wait for you to lose this body in the season. <laughs> the first ever person to win it. Jesus. Have you done these last few seasons? Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, we say Ross has had a fall from grace. I, I, I've been at least I've been here and been entertaining. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, one of the two is all right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note it's time to end the show Dave as always thank you for coming on and, and being the co-host here for SDL it's always appreciated yeah and obviously obviously appreciate you hosting as well Jack oh you're, you're too kind you're good, too kind and to our guests David Campbell Ryan Gallagher thank you very much for coming on and, and filling the, the space that is Scott McLeod's very big heart
Oh, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to come back to Saturday Draft Live, pop in every so often. Very, very good show. Close to my heart. You are, you are very welcome to have me. Um, you know, it's quite <laughs> a, big get, a big get for you to have on the show. Because I'm very busy these days, so it's quite good <laughs> to get me on the show. So, um, no, loved it. Right, well, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week. And we'll be talking more about the draft and everything else will be going on. So see you later on. <laughs>